All right, welcome to this week's roundtable, everyone. Um, Mark is still away and uh, very glad for that. Glad he can get some rest and spend time with his family. And they've had a few catastrophes with a flooded basement. And mm -hmm. So uh, it's not not been all relaxation for our friend Mark, but uh, I am joined today by, by my friend Austin and he um, has just come off a, a time with the youth. Austin works uh, with our, our youth here at Veritas. And um, man, just so fun seeing you with those guys yep. sitting around a table, Bibles open. So beautiful. But dude, today, is it your birthday? Yeah. Yep. Man, so how old are you today? 24 years old. 24. As one of my students Jeez. said, you're almost a quarter of a century old. And I was like, oh, <laughs> put it that way. Yeah. Oh man. And I'm over a half century. <laughs> Not to buy a, yeah. buy a chunk even. It's just fractions. <laughs> so what I wanted to engage uh, with you about and have some roundtable discussion about is, so we've been going through the book of Second Timothy. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're part of Veritas, uh, you know that's that's what we've been doing on Sunday mornings is going through this short book of Second Timothy. But the tone of Second Timothy is um, pretty intense, I would say. Yeah. It's Paul writing his very last letter to this uh, dear friend and, and protege, his kind of son in the faith, um, and wanting to like convey all the maybe most important things that he feels like Timothy will need to know because his departure is soon coming and mm -hmm. this is his last opportunity to download into Timothy. So um, I just thought with it, your birthday and with you being, you know, less than half my age, um, you're younger than my youngest child, <laughs> um, I just wanted to interact with you a little bit on how some of these lessons are landing on a young Timothy, mm. a young man, mm. um, still really, uh, shaping, like forming who you're going to be as a leader and how, how you're going to Absolutely. continue on down this road. Mm -hmm. So we just came to, we, we concluded second Timothy chapter two. And it's a pretty stern warning, even at Timothy, about right. how he himself is supposed to conduct himself. So I was thinking about it. And the reason this is going to be our discussion is earlier this morning, I'm reading from uh, the, the Sermon on the Mount. And I'm telling you, Jesus is so emphatic about leaders and and the kind of people that they're supposed to be and the kind of just conduct of, of their lives. Mm. Um, anyway, so I, I just feel like I'm kind of getting hit with it, you know, from, from both my readings in the gospels and then second Timothy, I just want to start with it. And overall, like, what are, are there a couple things that you feel like have especially landed on you as you considered Paul's words mm. coming to a young Timothy, like how, how does it land in, in your soul? Yeah. As you think about it. I, I think after this last Sunday talking about um, just the teaching uh, of correct teach or correctly teaching the word of God. And mm. then you bring up those teach like not everyone should be teachers. Yeah. Because you will be judged extra. Yeah. And so as I'm sitting in my seat, I'm like, I don't know if I ever want to teach the Bible again totally. or if I'm like spurred. And on. I called you out. Yeah, <laughs> you did. And, and so I was just like talking of just the importance of correctly teaching the word of God mm -hmm. to God's sheep. 
yeah. is is just a fresh reminder. It's landing on me heavy again. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, every time we open up this book, yeah. we are conveying what we should be, what should be God's word. Man. And so that that for me has been heavy on me where it's like, it's not about me. Yeah. And how easy is it to get into the pulpit and think a lot about me in preparation? Oh, how are my illustrations going to land? Are people going to be responding? Middle schoolers never respond, but just in general, <laughs> yeah. you know, it, it's yeah. easy to think here about this person, but right. it's like, oh no, I should be scared, almost trembling. Oh, if I'm opening the opening up the Word of God and bringing it. Well, even when he talks about avoid, because this this part is to Timothy himself, not mm-hmm. so much. Hey, Timothy, pass this on to everybody else. Yeah. This is where he says, avoid irreverent and empty speech. Right. Since those who engage in it will produce even more godlessness. So mm-hmm. that idea of, as I would think, Austin, especially working with youth, mm-hmm. to be edgy, to kind of peak their their even snide, even giggles at times, could, could be, I don't right. know, intoxicating to the speaker of youth. Like, right. how, how can I push the envelope and get their attention and get their snickers? So there's that irreverent kind mm-hmm. of talk that I think a lot of youth teachers use but then also just the emptiness Hmm. just the stuff that you're doing for the laugh or the well-placed illustration but it's actually empty actually doesn't carry truth it's just a vapor it just kind of lands and then disappears and doesn't have Hmm. any significance so yeah i'm i'm grateful that you were well, you had to pay attention because I said hey austin yes well well something you said that stood out to me too was do you leave thinking more about the preacher or more right. about the meditation of God's word? Right. What What were we actually just siphoning through and getting the gold? Man. Do you remember how he was, you know, maybe dressed or kind of that bully pulpit where he's stern or right. kind of deceiving almost sometimes where you're like, oh man, you're smarter, you've studied this more. Mm. Or are you walking away just infatuated with like, I want to represent and I want to reflect yeah. what God's calling me to. And that was an image that stood out to me. Where it's like, mm. Yeah. Let it be. Let us be transparent. Let them see Jesus. You know what I mean? Like mm. how, how can people, how can we make, do whatever we can to make sure people are kind of seeing through yes. us, you know, yes, to Jesus. Um, so the, the broader question I want to engage with you about is, he talks about avoiding youthful passions. And, you know, I, mm. I talked about how in, it's in verse 22, yep. how immediately our minds go to sexual passions. And I think probably some of that's just mm. one that's common to young men. And just the word passion itself kind of immediately we imagine that that's his right. um, application. But actually, it was a lot of the other commentaries that I was reading about said, well, of course, that's in the the range or the neighborhood mm-hmm. of what he's saying. But there's a whole lot of youthful passions of just uh, young men just wanting to self promote. They're self indulgent. They're about, you know. So I guess what I wanted to ask is, as you think about the other leaders your age, right? Um, there's a lot of men even your age that are being tapped already to hey, go plant a church mm-hmm. and. Let's send you out. You're ready. Come on, get in there. And mm. what are some of the Achilles heels? You know, the weaknesses, the the youthful passions that you feel like 
whether in your own soul or just in your peers that you feel like, man, left unchecked or, or unattended to that weakness of a youthful passion could actually lead to some, what he, what he calls destruction, right? Catastrophe, oh, you know? So anyway, absolutely. just what, what do you think? I'm kind of putting you on the spot with that, but what, what are some of the things you see among you and your peers that need to be weaned out before you're more like a Timothy getting ready to be launched? Cause he's in his mid thirties. You know, right. <laughs> you always, anyway, yeah. Right. What are some thoughts? I can speak more accurately about myself, mm. but also seeing it in other young men mm. is the desire to be great. Mm. The desire to be known, the desire to be applauded. Mm. Yep. In that pursuit is futile. It's a pursuit of the wind. Mm-hmm. If I end my life and I'm more worried about what did others think about me than presenting myself pure and blameless before the holiness of God, then my life was a mess. And so I see that in myself. Mm-hmm. It's just like I need godly accountability of older fathers of the faith mm-hmm. that have walked through the seasons of like, Maybe I started getting great and then God absolutely wrecked Mm. my little temple that I was building and and I had to start brand new. And so I need to be tethered to Mm. just fathers of the faith. And my encouragement to other young men is just like, be in godly community. Mm. Leaders should not be isolated. The plurality of the church is for our good. And so if, if the plurality of the church is hey, maybe let's let's pause or let's let's slow down the brakes. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. pursue righteousness, adhere to the, the teachings of the fathers. Um, so that that right away is my first thought, is the desire to be great, the desire to be known, which is just counter of Jesus' lowly and meek yeah. way of just like, hey, whoever wants to be great among you will be your servant. Whoever wants to be first will be a slave to all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. It's like the way to godly leadership is actually the way down the ladder. And that's where you're going to meet Jesus. And oftentimes I'm like climbing up the rungs of the ladder being like, ah, you need to remember. And it's like, who cares? Yeah, I know. Who cares? And so, um, well, I wonder if young men are especially susceptible because so much of just your just enjoyment among your peers is competition. You know what I mean? Like in a healthy way, it's, it's having fun with just pure competition Mm. of, of wanting to best each other, but having, having a blast. There's no actual rival. I mean, there might be, but it's more just in the, in the spirit of brotherhood. And so I'm just saying how easy it is then just, just Mm. keep that same competitive rivalry thing. But when it really counts and that's in a ministry context, and all of a sudden that's got to disappear. Mm. So how to turn that off, you know what I mean? And, and realize, oh, in one context, that's fun, delightful. It's, it's part of growing as a young man and enjoying my peers. And then it becomes really destructive in the next moment. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. In, in the flip of that too, it, 
the competition and the passion of youth is incredibly beneficial for the local church. Right. Because like I have brothers that are just great leaders across you know, Minneapolis, names and all over the place where it's like your youthful passion and your zeal to take the gospel out and send me go. Like there's a there's a level that it's like we need that totally. in the church. Yes. And so it's fun to have that. There is this intrinsic competition where you're like, I love competing. I'm yeah. like, absolutely, let's go. But when that turns to spurring one another on yeah. and spurring the church on, I think that's when in its correct lane is really beneficial. Mm. And so kind of two sides of the same coin. Totally. Are you trying to make yourself great or are you trying to spur others on to the greatness of God? Well, it's, yeah, it's funny. I hadn't made the connection until, again, just now. But earlier in Matthew, when I was reading this morning, um, that temptation of Jesus and mm. I think we've been talking about in the round table, but it's Satan that invites Jesus to go to the top of the temple. And here I'll give everything, you know, just I showed him all the kingdoms of the world's plunder said, I'll give him all these. If you fall down and worship me, that idea of it's, it's Satan that coaxes young mm. men. Come on, look, I'll give it all to you. You can, it's at your fingertips. You know mm. what I mean? And that premature that what Jesus is saying is now I'm taking my cues from the father He'll let me know when it's time yes. to, to ascend to the throne. And that time will come. Mm. I'm not taking my cues from you, Satan. So I just worry as an older man, one of those fathers in the faith, that we're the ones sometimes baiting you younger leaders mm. into greatness prematurely. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Because Paul has a warning about that in 1 Timothy chapter yes. 3, where he's like, don't, don't put a novice into eldership. Mm he might incur the same trap as the devil, he says, you know, so bringing, so I'm just saying like, that's, it's your, as a young man, desire to, to uh, move move forward, be aggressive. But sometimes it's, as older men, we're like pouring gas on that. Hmm. And I think, let me ask you this. What is the, how do you see young men's passions flourishing? Like mm. how, like putting enough gas, but not too much gas where you're yeah. like, hey, this might actually spread like a wildflower or wildfire right. Right. or gangrene or yeah. whatever oh, illustration yeah. you want to use. But also the like spurring mm. on what's kind of that tension that yeah. you feel? Well, I think one is that, man, I love looking around with, you know, you, Ryan, Mikey, all, all the different young leaders that we have just within our own church family. Even when we had Veritas Kids Camp, Kids Camp this last week. A lot of you guys were right in the mix, you know, and and leading out the the children and and youngers. And I want to say, oh, what a great thing for them to see those Mm. that are just in that next stage of life, zealous for Christ, setting the pace. Um, So I want to keep pushing you guys forward and not putting some weird glass ceiling over you and Mm. and constantly, uh, you know, I think there's some older leaders that almost are irritated by the youthfulness. And so they just want to keep pushing you down. You know what I mean? And keeping right. you at bay. So I, I don't, man, the last thing I want to do is, is make you feel like you're like harnessed, hmm. like being kept from all that God would have. But for me, at least what I'm saying is what I know for me, because it doesn't feel like that long ago that I was your age and at your age. Yeah. Heading off to California to go to school, to learn how to study my Bible more. Um, I needed both a 
big wide lane to run it. I wanted to channel that aggression, that that young man aggression and going after things. But I was so grateful that God kept putting older men in mm. my life. One guy, Daniel Henderson, for instance, I was being a custodian, in fact, <laughs> cleaning the toilet probably that, yep. that he was waiting to use or whatever, and uh, built up a little bit of a friendship. Well, he invited me into a discipleship relationship. The only thing we did was pray together. He taught me how to pray. Really? But yeah, we met once a week at 6 a.m. and we devoted, I'd call it 90% of our time together was actually not talking about prayer or talking to each other, squeezing in prayer at the end. No, it was on our knees praying. No and, way, that's oh, so cool. It was in incredible. So. Yeah. I just feel like God, by his goodness, by his providence, just kept putting older men mm. that I was sincerely enamored with and realized they might be slower physically, whatever, but they had stuff in their mm. you know, uh, toolkit or whatever that I needed desperately. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's a vague answer. But, man, I, I just want Veritas to be the kind of place that. Uh, guys like you and now Joel, there's that next, you know, yep. behind you guys that are coming up yep. um, that they find this a place both of freedom to really go after it, but that we're intentional with you guys. Mm. You know, like Paul was intentional with Timothy. It wasn't just good. We need a youth guy, you know, a youthful guy out there. Just go. No, he was constantly with him and helping mm. him and shaping him. And I want to take that seriously. Yeah. You know? That, and that's something that I appreciate too, where it's like, it, it's easy to treat people as kind of products or kind of, you, you fit this rule, you fit mm. this need, now go. Yeah. Where I felt, I've just felt loved and cared for along the way, where it's mm. like, man, four years ago when I was 20 years old and I started working at Veritas, it's like, I needed so much grace. I needed just like <laughs> pulling, like, just like, all right, hey, let's go this direction, this direction. It's like, if I were to talk to my 20 year old self, I'd yeah. be like, Oh man, and now I mean, I'm 24. Whoa, big old mature guy. But just how you and Mark and and Ryan and everyone who's just kind of helped me stay the lane. Mm. It, it's not suppressing. It's not shutting the lane down. It's saying, All right, yeah. Hey, let's keep going. Yeah. Let's keep moving. And I think one of the best parts of discipleship is relationships. Yeah, just people. You know, it's yeah. like. Totally. So, friendship. Friendship is... Because you can see that right with Paul and Timothy. Yeah. He's not writing to him as just a, a young worker. Yeah. You know, giving him duties. My just, dearly loved son. Isn't that beautiful? I just love that, you know. Yeah. I hope we can capture that. I hope we can capture the relational, familial, mm. uh, just progress together in the church that mm. is so modeled with Paul and Timothy. But, and... You're married and uh, man, you're learning how to be a godly husband. Oh, There's so many life lessons, apart yeah. from learning how to study the Bible and lead youth or whatever, just learning how to be a great husband mm. and be a good dog owner. <laughs> yes, yes. And, and I think that is too another thing for young men is just life experience yeah. with God is, you can't replace that. Mm -hmm. It's like, I just celebrated my first year of marriage with my wife. And it's like, I love my wife. She's the dearest person. But I'm like, I'm looking at year one. I'm like, Ellie, I'm glad this doesn't have to be our best year of marriage. Yeah. Because I look at, at older men and older women who have shown godly marriages. Mm. 
that they're not perfect. The right. trajectory yeah. is just one of Christ-likeness, one of just like, comp, like considering one another more significant mm. than themselves. Yeah. And you're just in that for me is like, oh yeah, I need to be around that. Mm. Because if I'm the oldest person in a room, right. that room is not going to do well. <laughs> well, I guess I'm the oldest person in the youth room. So yeah. probably, so thank you for Travis, I guess Travis is our old man. Yeah. I hope you can have the kind of marriage that Teresa and I have mm. when you're at 38 years of, of marriage. Because I, right. we truly love each other. We have an imperfect, uh, but good marriage. You know, yeah. I, I would love it if you and Ellie hit 38 mm. and could have our kind of marriage. I really yeah. do. I'm, I'm so grateful for my wife and the journey that God's put us on. So, hmm. yeah. And that by itself is countercultural. Mm. Because it's like, well, that seven year mark where right. you've been married, that our kids are going to college at 20 years of marriage. Yeah. We don't really like each other. Right. Oh, it's clinical. It's everywhere. But to correctly... Christ first, yeah. Spouse second, kids. Yeah. Yeah. We it's, have in fact we have all of our kids and grandkids all coming together uh to our house this coming weekend, plus my brother in law and his whole clan. Oh goodness. I, I rented a bounce a bounce house for our backyard. You are such a grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a blast. It's gonna work. It's gonna be ninety-three. We're gonna get Perfect. a pool, we're gonna have a bounce house. Perfect. Yeah, I'll just continue to pour into uh the family but Austin awesome. what a delight man happy birthday thank you I think you're exactly where God has you I mean in front of the pack of 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 your peers I believe and just yeah it's fun to see you thrive and hmm. grow in Christ so thanks Jeff yeah all right that's it that's our ramblings for the round table uh have a great week we'll see you next week I'm not sure who will be next to me maybe Mark maybe Austin maybe somebody else I don't know yet but uh yeah, grace and peace. Have a great week.